0: Secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximise in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green and Laura Thompson. Debs. All right, Laura. Hello, darling. So webinar 32. I used to be big (laughs) in Japan, but look at me now. Um, So tips for handling a sudden shift in status. So, I mean, you are such a rebel with a wild heart. I know you've always had some pretty um, flexible views around sort of status, but anyway, let's kind of take a bit of a grounding. So what are you seeing around you, Debs, in terms of how people are responding to, for example, start a new role where they're more junior where than they've been before?
1: Yeah, that is a really good, interesting question, Laura. And what I've noticed is a couple of people who have been in really senior positions have have been out of work, unfortunately, and looking for a job and have got a job. Um, But they're finding that they're going in at a lower level so they can actually maybe hopefully their plan is to build up and get back to their seniority of a job that they lost. So um, whilst at the very beginning, it's great because one relief, they've got a job, they can still pay the mortgage. Um, they can make sure that they have a purpose, they can be seen to be doing stuff and contributing back. So first off, euphoria. Um, Over sort of maybe six weeks in to their job, they're finding that they're beginning to see where some of the holes might be Mm -hmm. and where the lack of experience could be, especially if they're being managed by somebody who this might be their first management job. Um, so they're starting to not nitpick, but they're starting to recognize that things maybe aren't as euphoric as they were at the beginning. And then somebody I've been working with who's sort of been in a role now for sort of four months, four and a half months now, um, is really struggling with that, um, difference in authority levels. Whereas they used to have a good amount of authority, were able to make great decisions, and suddenly they're being managed by somebody who hasn't got the experience, who maybe doesn't think bigger picture. Um, And whilst they're trying to help, you can feel the frustration when Mm. they go, I wouldn't have done that. And therefore, they're starting to create this, not a divide, but maybe judging that individual maybe when they shouldn't and maybe step back and think about, well, they're new into the role. How can I support them? rather than how can I step in and take over from them. So that's been really interesting.
0: Okay. And a sort of a di- on a deeper level, I mean, uh, um, I, I just feel very fortunate. That I've always felt very passionate and enjoyed the work that I've done. So I know for not everyone, work is, is a central pillar of their life, but for many people it is. Mm. What what impact are you seeing then if someone has a downward shift in traditional status, let's say, in the job yep. title they're in, what kind of other impacts are you sort of discovering that yeah. people say that they feel?
1: I think there's a sense of value. Am I adding value? And also this status thing. I know we say, oh, it's not there, but it is. There's, you know, I've, I may have come from a company where I was really highly respected. People would maybe speak to me only if I spoke to them um, and suddenly I'm just the same person that, you know, sitting next to me who's making tea and coffee and having a chat about the weather in the weekend. Um, So that shift in status has been interesting. So it has for some had an impact on their mental well-being. So this bit around I'm not contributing enough. Um, Am I worth it? Where's my value gone? They're lacking in maybe a little bit of confidence because their confidence has been knocked because um, certainly in a couple of people, they went for higher positions and didn't get them. So they've gone for a lower position, got it. And now they're thinking, oh, is this all I'm worth now? You know, Mm -hmm. will people see my value or see what I can bring? Um, And so there's been this bit of a knock of confidence in some people about that. And um, so what I've been doing is working with them to, Remind them of what they do bring, reminding them of what they're great at, being able to help them see that they have just as much to contribute as the next person. It's just being able to um, adapt and flex maybe their approach. So, you know, being able to talk about their experiences, but not in a derogatory way or a demeaning way, but more of them. I would like to share my experience with you if that's okay. Um, and also finding their purpose and their value again and knowing what they are bringing. Um, mm. As you know, as you said, Laura, I've never been one for status or hierarchy. So for me, it's like I'm here to do a great job and I want to do a great job. I've never striven to strove to be head of, director level, exec, whatever, whatever. Um, if I got it, great. But if I didn't, hey-ho, I'll still do as good a job as I can today because mm-hmm. I can picture and push it into the bigger picture Um, And also reframing it to think, well, actually, you know, how can I help people around me? So it becomes more of a supporting role um, to help share my wisdom
0: hypothesis for you to run up the flagpole and see if you salute it. Go on then. Just thinking. So the how fortunate we are that we've basically kind of, you know, poked our nose around in all sorts of different organisations where there might be a couple of people, a couple of hundred, a couple of thousands, a yeah. couple of tens of thousands. Do you think the larger the organisation someone has left influences their... Um, Uh, comfort and ease with maybe new structure. So I'm thinking some of the massive organisations we work with where there are tens of thousands of people that work with, certain people aren't allowed to attend certain meetings unless you've got that correct job title and that thing. So people quite understandably get very hit up and passionate about being put in at a certain level because otherwise you're not allowed to go into certain spaces, You know whether that's meeting rooms or being invited or not. Whereas other organisations we work with where there's kind of like a passionate founder and eight, you know, people that just help run the yep. business, everyone has to cluster together and work because mm. otherwise there will not you know, there will not be enough sort of energy. So I'm just thinking of a hypothesis. Do you think that that kind of downward in terms of um, official status position that someone might move into new role into is going to hurt more if you come from a very status oriented organization yeah. which tends to be the big ones because yeah. you've somehow got to organize 80,000 people haven't you into some kind of Yeah, structure. definitely
1: yeah that's it yeah I've never thought about it from that way but I think what I've seen actually, now you've said that it's a bit of a light bulb really um so thank you but what I've <laughs> seen is that um yeah you're right the bigger the organization and the higher up and getting invited to the table not just on the menu um but to be able to sit around that table um and then suddenly that's gone there's this little bit of fomo going on about fear of missing out and am i good enough you know actually i could probably contribute to that so they're caught up in their own internal dialogue about well am i you know where am i where's my table now um as opposed to so that's one way so they do miss that fear of missing out and they're not part of something so they've had to um adjust their expectations mm. but on the flip side i know someone who's moved into a small Flat structure. Who has got you know two owners? I think there's twelve people in the organisation now. They've downsized, and this person has been fortunate to go in, um, and now they're going. Oh, actually, I can I can I say what I would say. So because they're not used to having that flatter structure, that's been interesting for them to be able to find find their own way. So oh but he's the boss. Can I can I speak openly? So, what I've then done is worked with the bosses that are bringing in these new people to sort of say and suggest how they um, recognize the people they're bringing in, what skills have they got, and how can they, if you like, help them understand the way we work around here now. They've come from a big corporate to a small flat structure where everybody pitches in, has a great chat. There is no hierarchy. So, how, as part of their onboarding, how does that company, that manager help that person settling quickly? So that they feel part of the crowd, um, and I have found actually a couple of people have gone from big corporates to smaller. They've loved the freedom. Really? Yeah, they've loved the freedom. They've loved that there isn't this. I can't go there because I'm not the right status, and I've got to be level whatever to get into that into that room. And I look through the glass door and go, one day I'll be in the corner office. Um, <laughs> um, so they've, um, so they, but they've loved the freedom that it brought with it. They've adjusted but I found they've adjusted quicker to that rather than someone moving from a very small organization into hierarchical Mm -hmm. organization. Because on the flip side, they were used to freedom and being part of the decision-making process. And then suddenly they might've got a higher position, but they're not in relation to the the status of that organization. There's still a couple of levels down before they can sit in that glass office type thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow. Now, um, this is the robot moment. So Bring I, other robots. I, don't, I don't think it'll be, it'll be SAS next week. Don't you worry. Yeah, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might not be completely ridiculous to make the assumption that some of these huge, enormous corporate bodies mm. over this next decade with increased intelligent automation, yeah potentially going to see some hollowing out in some of those vast numbers of employees yeah so potentially they're rusting a little bit these huge hulks of organizations i mean i don't know enough directly about it but you know i i, I uh, uh yeah how nimble can you be if there's 150,000 people that you've got to sort of change mindset of etc but if there's 150 of you yeah. and a couple of really passionate all-comer briefings from the from the, you know the the founder etc can really sort of change hearts and minds but when you multiply that by Thousands of people spread all over the place. How yeah. easy is it to sort of adapt? So could it be then? Not only is this maybe a sort of a twenty twenty thing, but also an indicator of what might be the the most healthy yeah. mindset to be able to thrive in the next decade. Because I, I I just can't see there being a trend towards bigger, stickier, more structured organisations. It just doesn't yeah. fit the automation. Everything is digital. Parallel.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, that's a good link as well. And I don't know how many um, founders or owners, directors, execs at this level will want to hang on to that because that's what we've always done and or how many of them are enough forward thinking, and I'm sure they are, to look beyond 2020, 2021, 2025. What does that bring us to to embrace that uh, technology and embrace that opportunity, I think, to bring in the digital world even more? Um, and I think there will be a shift, I think, personally from away from that proper hierarchical and I think it will have to get flatter and not jobs for job's sake um there is a more leaner structure that will come in and I think your mindset I think has to be that of you know willing to have a willingness to want to adapt and change and be flexible um you mm-hmm. know to go with the flow of what's happening and if you like forget that yeah you know, I've come I've come from the structured approach and and actually being able to adapt to that more fluid approach Mm -hmm. to things um and I suppose making sure it aligns still aligns to your values and your purpose of why you're at there and what made you choose that organization but I think there will be a shift in that I don't think I don't think it will go back to how it was personally and I don't see how it could because there were some jobs for job's sake and you go what does that mean so Mm -hmm. there'd be more clarity I think around roles remits responsibilities so it's just a cleaner Easier place to understand, which people can feel more settled in. Yeah.
0: Wow. So I guess what what would our final message be? Buckle up, butter, 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 uh, buckle up, buttercup. We're going to see more (laughs) of this kind of ebb and flow of sort of change, and 2020 is going to see some ripple effects in the world of work that even if nothing else is put on the agenda, is going to sort of do that. And I guess part of that. What's your phrase, Deb? You can wrap us up when the waves are like this. Because I think that's a lovely way to end it.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So what we would do, I think, I think for me, I would uh, encourage people to think about how they can consciously adapt, recognize what they do bring um, and recognize how they can share their experiences. I think that's really key. Um, And also, I suppose what I always say, just leave your ego at the door. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you're there to do a, a great job. Your ego doesn't need to always come to work with you. Um, because that's really off putting. So, you know, the more authentic you can be, the more congruent you can be with who you really are. Um, that's what people buy into. So, that piece around connection, having great relationships, being that person that is open to have a conversation and not bring the ego with you. I think, yeah, leave your ego at the door and just turn up and be you.
0: Yeah, oh, nice one, Deb. Well, in terms of buy in, you had me at hello. My <laughs> response was, sorry, I'm late. So there we go. Eight years on, not much has changed. <laughs> so that's been our podcast for our <sighs> webinar 32. Wow. Because I used to be big handling a sun shifting status. So uh, that's fab, Deb. So love you lots. Have a good love day. You, too.
1: you have a good one. Thanks, Law. Bye. Bye.
0: Secrets from a coach brought to you by Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. We'd love to hear from you. email us at info at wishfish.org.uk.